Welcome back to Ask God 365, where we seek biblical answers to life's difficult questions. The question we are discussing is, what is the clearest gospel? And we will be using a paraphrase by Pastor Jack Sakara on Romans. And today's topic will deal with chapter 4 of Romans And the topic is, righteousness by faith is apart from good works. Let's dive in and start with verse 1. To prove that this is how God saves all mankind, Paul writes, especially to you Jews, let us consider the situation of our forefather Abraham, who is the prototype of the saved. If Abraham was declared righteous or justified on the basis of good works, he would certainly have bragged about it. However, his boasting would obviously be in his achievements and not in God's free gift of salvation. But what are the facts in verse 3? Scripture tells us that Abraham put his full confidence in God's promise of salvation and not in his own performance, and God in turn credited Abraham's faith with righteousness. Genesis 15, verse 6. When a workman, for example, collects his pay, he does not consider it as a gift or a favor from his boss, but as wages that he rightfully earned and deserves. On the other hand, a person who fails to produce any righteousness but gratefully accepts by faith God's free gift of salvation prepared in Christ for sinners, that person's faith is credited with Christ's righteousness. This is exactly how David, too, describes the good news of salvation, aside from any good works we may have done, for he declared in his Psalms, happy is the person whose willful disobedience or transgression has been forgiven, and whose failures or sins God has covered up. Happy is the one whose very sinfulness or iniquity the Lord does not take into account and holds nothing against him. Psalms 32, 1 and 2. In the next section, the Apostle Paul goes on to state that righteousness by faith is apart from circumcision. Verse 9, does this happy news of righteousness by faith apply only to the circumcised Jews? Or are the uncircumcised Gentiles included too, seeing we are discussing Abraham's situation, whom the Jews claim as their father? The answer to this question can be determined by another question, and that is, when did God acknowledge Abraham's faith and credit him with righteousness, before or after he was circumcised? The facts are that Abraham received the gift of righteousness that comes through faith long before he was circumcised. To be precise, it was about 25 years before God required him to be circumcised. Then why, you will inquire, did God introduce circumcision, seeing Abraham was already declared fully righteous 
without being circumcised. It was not added as an extra requirement for salvation, but rather to seal or to confirm the righteousness he had already by faith. You see, circumcision, which symbolizes the removal of unbelief, Deuteronomy 10 verse 16, was introduced because Abraham unfortunately sidetracked from the way of faith in trying to fulfill God's promise of a son through his own efforts when he produced Ishmael, Genesis chapter 12 and chapters 15 through 17. So then we may say that since Abraham was justified by faith while still being uncircumcised, he is the father or prototype of all the Gentiles who like him believe, even though they have not been circumcised. And since circumcision confirmed Abraham's righteousness, which he received by faith, he also becomes the father or prototype of the circumcised Jews as long as they, like Abraham, believe in God's promise of salvation in Christ apart from being circumcised. Thus, we may conclude that Abraham's situation proves that God's way of saving all mankind is through faith alone. The next section of the paraphrase is is entitled, Righteousness by Faith is Apart from Law Obedience. We start at verse 13. Now I know you Jews will not fully agree with this conclusion and will insist on bringing in the law. May I remind you that the promise made by God to Abraham and to his descendants that he should inherit the earth made new was not on the condition that he observe the law, but on the basis of righteousness that comes through faith. Galatians 3, 17 and 18. For if those only who keep the law qualify to inherit the new earth, then no longer can faith be the means by which we receive salvation, and the promise of God becomes meaningless. You cannot have it both ways, for righteousness through the law and righteousness by faith are mutually exclusive, so that the two can never be mixed. But the truth is, salvation can never be gained through law-keeping, since the law demands perfect obedience And none of us can claim that. In fact, all of us have sinned and therefore deserve the just punishment of the law, which is death. Don't you realize that the purpose of the law was never to save, but to convince us that we stand condemned to death as sinners, thus making the promise of salvation all the more desirable? God, in his great love and mercy, promised us, undeserving sinners, salvation entirely as a free gift, and all he is asking from us is to accept it by faith with deep, heartfelt appreciation. In view of this, everybody, Jews and Gentiles, is guaranteed salvation as long as they live by faith, as did Abraham, whom God referred to as our Father. The next section in chapter 4 is Abraham's faith is our example. We start at verse 17. 
For God declared to Abraham in his word, I have made you the father of many nations. Genesis 17.5 God calls him our father in the sense that he set him to be our example or the prototype of all who will follow in his footsteps and believe in God's promise. He who is able to bring to life those that are dead or create things without depending on pre-existing matter. Consider for a moment Adam's faith, Abraham's faith. He believed God would give him a son, even when medical science said it was impossible. And that is why he qualified to be the father of many nations, because the promise was, that is how your numberless descendants will be saved, by faith. Consider for a moment Abraham's faith. He believed God could give him a son, even when medical science said it was impossible. Abraham's faith in God's promise became so strong that it did not weaken, even in the slightest bit. And at the age of about a hundred years, when he realized that, humanly speaking, it was impossible to have a child through Sarah, his wife, because she had now passed the age of childbearing. Yet he never doubted for a moment, through unbelief, God's promise made to him some 25 years before. Therefore, he continued to praise God and give him glory, being absolutely sure in his mind that God was able to do the impossible and keep his promise of giving him a son, even at this late stage in life. This is why God was pleased with him and credited his faith with the righteousness promised to him in Christ. Now, the statement recorded in Scripture, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness, does not apply to Abraham alone, but to all of us also, for we too will be credited with righteousness if we believe in Jesus Christ, whom God raised from the dead. For God abandoned Christ to experience the second death on the cross in order to meet the just demands of the law for the sins of everyone and then raised him up so that Christ may rightfully claim justification for us who believe. This ends the paraphrase of Romans chapter 4. Thank you for joining us at Ask God 365, where we seek biblical answers for life's difficult questions.